Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Draft Declaration deadline came and went. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the QB Guru. And with me, as always is AJ, the Archduke of the Trop, Marchese. Wow, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me I knew or called me, I guess. I knew you'd appreciate that. Thank you. You're the, you love the Trop. I, I hate it so much that I love it. Yeah, which is the right take. Mm-hmm. Today, we'll look at some major draft prospects who have elected to return to school, the final group of players who declared for the 2019 NFL Draft, and... We begin our 2019 NFL Draft position rankings, baby, with the quarterbacks. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or Bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to tell you all about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. Ticks Blitz, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. That's the most prof- that was the most professional. I, that's what I was done. aiming for. I'm so happy you noticed. <laughs> I was like trying to like I was picturing myself being like an, not an old timey guy because it would have been like tick splits here. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like this one. I like that. I'll, one. I'll do that next week. Okay, thank you. Now the listeners have a reason to come back. That was your like old timey uh, like ticket scalper guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of slimy, but like he's got a grin, <laughs> so you're not sure what to do. So it might be more off putting. Anyway. A bunch of underclassmen are returning for the 2019 season in college football. The deadline was January 14th. It came and went. We uh, did we figure out what time the deadline was? No one was sure. Nobody was sure. Midnight, maybe I don't know. And like some guys, like I guess filed their papers, but like didn't announce it on Twitter. So like 
There could be more guys that declared that I just don't know. Like those more, are the guys I want on my team. More names were added today. That's weird. It was weird. I think there's no deadline. I think it's just you can jump in whatever you want. As long as it's not too late. Like it's a soft deadline. Fair enough. Anyway, okay, into it. Starting with one of my favorite guys. I'm partially sad he went back because in a few of the games I saw live today, he was a stud for Vanderbilt, running back Keyshawn Vaughn. You're watching live football today? I don't know what I said. But I've watched (laughs) Vanderbilt live this year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Vaughn is – I I mean, he fit right in with this running back class where he probably would have been – I think he could have risen to day two, um, but talented running back, really good contact bounce. He went off against Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of sad he went back, but going to be in that stack 2020 class, so that's exciting. Watching uh, watching Shermer on tape, you see him catching balls yeah. and do some damage. V- Vandy uh, low-key got some offensive talent back. Um, maybe the biggest for some uh, people that – is returning to school. Baylor receiver Denzel Mims. Some people had him as high as wide receiver one in this mm-hmm. class. Um, yeah. I, I was not there on him. I, I I had him in like the nine to twelve range. I think. I, but like it, we we both thought we liked him a lot until uh, we started seeing some people come out of the woodwork and see how much they love him. Yeah, so. like you can see how much upside a guy like Mims has. It's just clearly yeah. his game needs to be cleaned up, and it's not all put together yet. There's flashes. Definitely, there's a lot of yeah. inconsistency too. What was was it the West Virginia game on a Thursday night this year? He was like kind of the marquee guy to watch for Baylor, and he had like two drops and a fumble. Yeah, I don't think he had a catch until the fourth quarter in that game either. Yeah, like he's, like he's got all he's got the size. The, the I like his like flexibility and his ball adjustment skills. He's got all all the tools. It's quick, yeah, he just needs to come sure. together, and it makes total sense that he went back to Baylor. And Jalen Hurd yep. obviously is gone, so it's it's like the Mims show completely next year. The Brewers not that bad, I don't think. The quarterback, hey, he's better than his brother. Who's his brother? Michael Brewer, the former uh, Virginia Tech starting quarterback. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, also, another big receiver going back who I think would have probably gone pretty early on day two. Minnesota receiver Tyler Johnson, uh, a draft Twitter stud. Mm-hmm. Kind of glad he went back, but not because next year's receiver class is really thick too. Like He has so much talent, though. I'm a big fan of his. He... Um, I like him and Anthony Ratliff-Williams a lot. Kind of in that Dante Pettis-type mold. I uh, I don't know. How much you love Anthony Ratliff-Williams. Yeah, and Dante Pettis. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's a huge get-back for Minnesota. He can be maybe the best receiver in the... Probably, unless I'm not thinking of someone, the best receiver in the Big Ten next year. He has it all. Um... More receivers going back. Uh, Penn State receiver Juwan Johnson going back to school, but not at Penn State. He's transferring. Penn State has a lot yeah, of that, a lot of weird guys going pro and a lot of guys transferring. So I don't know what's going on at Penn State. <laughs> it's not the first time we heard that. Uh, yeah, so this thins out the wide receiver depth for the Big Ten. More uh, more help for Tyler Johnson there. Uh, Juwan Johnson had a lot of hype entering the year, and then drops mm-hmm. kind of plagued his season. It was not a good year for him. 
Uh, hopefully he transfers to a power five school because I think he has his size. He made one of the greatest catches this college football season. Um, there's a lot there with him. It just the drops were such an issue. Hopefully he goes uh, somewhere where he can be the the go to guy. Um, yep. Kind of like and have a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech's getting uh, T.J. Vasher back, who kind of had more. He had much, I thought, more hype than Antoine Wesley entering the year. But Wesley was oh, clearly the guy yep. for Texas Tech. Uh, Got overshadowed. Yeah. Uh, good decision to return to Tech for Vasher because he 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 made one of the greatest catches of the college football season as well. <laughs> That's true. Um, six six, like one ninety, real thin, but so much talent there. Um, another receiver, Notre Dame's getting back Chase Claypool, a Canadian, who's six four, like two twenty five, monstrous receiver. Who and Miles Boykin turned pro, so he'll be Ian Book's go to guy. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanderbilt. Do you make any uh, highlight reel catches, Rob? I can't remember. Did Did he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. Well, I don't know. You're adding ex- uh, next to no analysis on anything we've said, so maybe you can come through next time on the big wow, catches. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> uh, Vanderbilt's also getting back their tight end, Jared Pinkney, who's a really athletic and interesting tight end, who I think would have been a borderline top 10 tight end in the class, but it's such a deep class it made sense for him to return, and I think he'll have a lot of hype for next year. It's hard for me to say anything when you just ramble about everything about pick. I, I, yeah, I, hey, I stop talking after I talk, and then you don't say anything. I got to talk again, or there's too much silence on the podcast. Do, do you honestly want to know why? It's because we had connection issues. Oh, um, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was watching Shermer tape again today, and a lot of uh, Shermer tape for you, dude. I love Kyle Shermer. We'll talk about that later. Oh. No, you won't. No, we won't. Oh, um, <laughs> Pinkney looks like a yeah. He looks very intriguing for next year. Um, the one. One of the better tight ends that I've known already for this next year's class, which we didn't know anyone at this point last year, so this is good. <laughs> Except for Caleb Wilson. Yeah, our boy. Um, yeah, Pink, Pink D and Albert O probably are going to have the most hype for yeah. the 2020 group with basically mm-hmm. everybody else. And I guess Mitchell Wilcox, but basically everybody else went pro, and that's why the tight yep. end class is so deep. But yeah, yep. Pink, Pink D an interesting athlete. He is, yeah. Uh, a couple offensive tackles. Including a guy, I don't know. We we've talked about this before. We don't know if other people like him, but we seem very high on him. Iowa's left tackle, don't, Eric don't, Jackson. Don't let me open up the scouting report and gush about it. He's the next Tyron Smith. Did you do any work on him from this year's tape? No, yeah. no. Just because I I hadn't heard anything about him. Yeah. And so I just kind of assumed there wasn't hype, so I assumed he'd go back, and he did. If anyone's listening to this, which I don't know if you do. Go and, go and watch some Alaric Jackson tape and tweet at one of us and let us know if we're insane or not because uh, we like him a lot. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, he's he's like 6'7", 320. He's clearly extremely and, athletic. He's definitely very raw, yeah. but he's got all the yeah. traits you look for in a left tackle. Um, mm-hmm. And he's mean. It's like... I, <laughs> Uh, that I just you'd think he'd have a little more hype, especially in a weaker offensive tackle class. Um, Maybe because he was only a retro sophomore. Yeah, I, I know. know he's a young player. He also I think he was like suspended a bit as a retro freshman. I th- yeah, that sounds there, there was like something like that. Um, but yeah, he he's a guy to really I think watch out for for the twenty twenty class. Is like like I borderline think he could be offensive tackle one next year. 
Like ob- I can't think of anyone. Uh, obviously, it's extremely early, but like the only yeah. other guy right now would be Trey Adams from Washington, who's yes. got yeah. uh, crazy injury history. But yeah, there's no hyped soft true sophomores or anything. Is there? I, I not that so. I can think of. The Oregon left tackles are uh, going to be a tr- true sophomore ne- like in twenty next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there you go, Alaric Jackson, baby. <laughs> Name to watch. <laughs> Also, Kansas State loses Dalton Reisner, but they got Scott France, their left tackle back. Who I I I don't. There was some hype on him, kind of flying under the radar as a, a tackle prospect. Probably not a left tackle in the NFL, um, but that's that's also kind of old football think. But he has the size and, and he plays through the whistle. Good run blocker, kind of what you expect. He's kind of like similar traits to Dalton Reisner, um, but but more length. Mm-hmm. And he'll be back at Kansas State, so that's a huge get back for them and another offensive tackle to watch for the 2020 class. And one more offensive tackle. Arkansas is getting their left tackle, Colton Jackson, back, who had – he probably was the best player on Arkansas's offense this year, and I think he he could, would probably have been a fourth-round pick if he declared. Uh, smart move to go back. Um, it's hard to leave Fayetteville, Rob. Yeah, no, I get that. Especially when you got uh oh no Kelly Bryant went to Missouri never mind never mind um one the transfer portal is just scrambling our brains yeah. God I love the transfer transfer portal uh, another SEC offensive lineman Daryl Williams from Mississippi State who's one of my personal favorites mean as hell kind of small six two three oh five ish but he's returned to Mississippi State which is nice for them because they lose their other two interior guys Jenkins and Deion mm-hmm. Calhoun. Um, a guard to watch for next year. I think he could be a day two pick. Uh, Jumping into the defensive side of the football, a bunch of interior defensive linemen, which makes sense considering how deep this yeah. class is. For sure. That guys who weren't going to be top five in the position group went back. Mm-hmm. Starting with the biggest name of this whole thing, probably. Uh, I might have said that about Denzel Mims. But, you did, but it's okay. That's okay. Just keep going. Uh, Alabama... Uh, defensive lineman Raekwon Davis, who entered the year with top 10 hype, clearly didn't live up to it, didn't really develop. Like, he didn't get better from his sophomore year to his junior year, um, which – and he's very inconsistent as a pass rusher. And we've talked about him before on here. He disappears yep. in games. Like, Quinn and Williams obviously, like, showed up every single game. And then Isaiah Bugs had a handful of games where he dominated. Raekwon Davis never really had that game. He didn't know like that. I think this is a good decision for. Oh, Google definitely, is very smart because he's gonna carry that hype still, and he's also yep. he's six seven exactly. three oh five, and he's clearly yeah. got the traits. It just needs to come together like technically, and he, he just needs to yeah. be a better pass rusher. Um, Another year uh, learning from Nick Saban. Never hurt anybody. Yeah, um, he'll he'll have top ten hype again. I'm sure for 2020. Just yeah, he will. Just because of Alabama, his big name, how big he is, and he is the traits. Going back. uh, Mm -hmm. Another big name going back to SEC on the defensive line, LSU's Rashard Lawrence, who I think would have been a mid to late day two pick. I'm a big fan of his. Um, The SEC getting Davis, Lawrence, and Derek Brown all back at Alabama, LSU, and Auburn is a pretty big deal. Yeah, if you like SEC football, which I don't, Rob. So. No, because defense is stupid. And the, you're, I'm a Big 12 guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But that that Lawrence is a good football player, though. Yeah, yeah. That that gives the SEC potentially three of the top five interior defensive linemen in the twenty twenty class. Which is pretty impressive. Uh, like for sure, like three of the top five preseason, like guaranteed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Ohio State gets Robert Landers back on their interior defensive line, who was kind of under the radar guy because of who was on that Ohio State D line. He was like, yep. he did all the dirty work just kind of as a run defender, absorbing blocks. That's a good get. Uh, Utah get Lucky Fotu back, who's the classic Pac 12 nose tackle, who's just absolutely <laughs> massive. He's like, I think he's like 6'5, 330. Why does like only the Pac-12 like have those guys? I don't, well, they they recruit the Polynesians really well, and a lot of the times the Polynesians get are the boys with all that size. Yeah, and then every once in a while, uh, Greg Gaines is also there. <laughs> um, and, and they go to the Montanas. The, I assume Greg Gaines is from Montana. I know he's not, but I assume it is. I also assume Harrison Phillips is. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, Alabama gets another big name back in Anthony Jennings, their edge rusher, who we were talking about before the pod. Uh, a guy who's just a good football player. Yeah, definitely. Like one thing I love about him is like he always seems to get his hands up in the air, batting passes down. I think he did it like four times in the playoff games. Uh, just yeah, just a good ball player, smart. Just one of those guys that you want on your team. He's not flashy, but I think he's gonna be a good football player in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, like he'll be a day two pick and mm-hmm. start for ten years on the and like maybe not be a Pro Bowl or a double digit sack guy, but just a productive football player. Yep, I think so. Um, also going back, Utah gets Bradley and A back, who's their edge rusher. Them getting they got three of their best, probably their three best outside of Chase Anson, who's a senior uh, defensive players back. So that's a pretty big deal for Utah because they uh, got Julian Blackman their cornerback as well. Um. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of linebackers going back. Not overly surprising. Like, Northwestern gets Patty Fisher back, who we've talked about before. Had a yeah, hand, not a summer a lot. handful of hype entering the season. And just kind of, I don't want to say he regressed. It's just the... He didn't, ex- like, yeah, he didn't have that big breakout year. The he He's not, like, a great athlete, and that was kind of showed. Um... It's only Richard sophomore last year. Yeah. I'm glad he went back. Um, yeah, right choice. Cal gets Evan Weaver back, which is a big deal for Cal. Uh, they're, he's the best defender on that defense, probably. Um, absolute freak when it comes to production. Great size. Uh, does a bit of everything. I thought that, that was interesting. Um, two uh, Big Ten linebackers go back. Tough Borland at Ohio State. Marcus Bailey at Purdue. Borland going back with Harrison. That's solidifying their duo for next year. Yeah, Ohio State's going to have a good linebacking core. And Bailey's going to be, like, the dude on Purdue's defense, so that's a good get. Um, some hype uh, at the end of the year for Clemson linebacker Isaiah Simmons, uh, the safety mm-hmm. convert who was awesome in the natty. Uh, he returns, which I think is great because they obviously – Trey Lamar went pro and Kendall Joseph's graduating. He'll be, like, uh, the – the guy, especially with that D-line yep. all gone, he'll be the guy to watch on that defense. Yeah, that's it's a smart move for him. Yeah, he can kind of be the star. A, a whole bunch of good corners going back. Um, And again, maybe that has something to do with the depth of this year's group. Yes. Um, Starting with LSU corner Christian Fulton, who 
played opposite Greedy kind Williams. Of, it might be better. Yeah, a little overshadowed, but yeah, he's good. <laughs> he um he's probably him and he'll probably enter the year as the like the preseason corner one guy. He's got traits for days. He uh, mm. had a weird suspension thing that was stupid, and I think everyone should ignore that. Um, and that's why he hadn't played prior to this year. But he, yeah, he's he's one hell of a football player. Uh, one of my favorite DBs in the country returning to Washington. Lucky for Washington because they lost every other starter in their secondary. Miles Bryant, mm. their nickel, who's a physical monster, like on the field. He's only 5'8", but he uh, he plays bigger. I love him. Um, Alabama getting Trevon Diggs, Stephon Diggs' brother, back at corner. Uh, long, athletic corner who will – him and Sertain will be their, their top duo. Yeah, which is nice. I don't yeah. know why Savion Smith went pro, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, also, Auburn got back Javaris Davis, who's a guy I think can be a starting nickel in the NFL one day. I already mentioned Utah got Julian Blackman back. Um, Texas safety, Brandon Jones, also heading back to Texas. He's a guy who there's flashes and there's traits. It's just not consistent. Um, I feel like we could have said that about a lot of Texas DBs the last couple of years. Yeah, probably. Um, also, Washington State safety, one of my favorites, Jalen Thompson's heading yeah. back. I think he can be a potential day two pick in 2020. Yeah. Jalen Thompson's a good football. Yeah, he's he's always involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, Clemson also gets back safety Tanner Muse. Uh, exciting for you? I don't know. <laughs> There's like weird. Like I think he like, could be like a special teamer in the NFL from what I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen too much from him. Um. Okay. And to the guys who are actually going to be in this draft, hooray! A uh, bunch of them bunch of them aj but one of them more important than the rest oklahoma quarterback and heisman winner and outfielder for the oakland athletics no more kyler murray has entered the 2019 nfl draft uh don't say no more you'll get people tweeting at you that he could still play for the a's yeah he could still do it Those, those folks on twitter got me even though i didn't say he couldn't uh yeah, I'm this this pumps me up because I love Kyler Murray and uh, I think it's just fun for football and it's gonna be really exciting uh to see where he goes, man. Like Kyler Murray feels like one of those stories from like the 80s and 90s as people of our age kind of like someone I always wish like you know you look at Bo Jackson you're like fuck I wish I was around watching that story unfold and seeing him play. Yep. Not comparing the two, but it's the similar type of story where it's super exciting right now that. We get to see Heisman him. winner who could play baseball. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Just like the decision and all that, yeah, yeah. and like it seems so outlandish six months ago that he would choose football. All, and also, it's got it's gonna have a huge influence on this draft because obviously this yeah. quarterback class is not great. And outside of well, spoilers, Rob. What? Spoilers, man. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, outside of Dwayne Haskins, there's no one who is like really looking like a threat to to be yeah. a first round pick even. Um, and then you throw Kyler Murray into the equation. It's, and people are he's going to be the most polarizing prospect in the whole class because he might be five nine one eighty, but he also might yep. be the best quarterback in the class if you can get over the fact that he has no size. And uh, yep, but he's also coming like he's coming from that Lincoln Riley system, which I think people will knock 
partially, but then you look a bit like there's just so it the shouldn't, Baker Mayfield it didn't, like it was a stupid. He went one and he had the best rookie quarterback season ever. Yeah, so yeah, there's gonna be people on both sides arguing both things, and obviously everything needs to go into it. But it, and seeing Kyler Murray at the combine is gonna be fucking awesome. Oh, fuck. Yes, it is. No one call him a receiver, please, to spook him off. <laughs> yeah, Mel Kuyper starts saying he's wide receiver one, and he just goes oh, and signs no. with the A's. Yeah, I think he could be a good slot receiver. <laughs> uh, I want to see him run. I'm so upset we didn't get to see Lamar run last year. but Yeah, me too. I want to see Kyler. I, more importantly, I want to see Kyler Murray do the agility drills. Yeah, I know. Like, I want to know what his three cone is. It's probably sick. Yeah. No, this is this is huge. And I, I we'll talk about him more in a bit because we're doing our quarterback uh, rankings. So uh, we'll save we'll save breakdown for then. Um, arguably the best running back in the class turned pro as well. And Alabama running back Josh Jacobs, whose hype was uh, churning by the end of the year. Yes. Late, mid, mid late season kind of riser guy. But now, like, seeing him RB1 on people's boards is not, uh, not uncommon. No. And... Um, He's a guy who people are going to be like, well, he's technically Alabama's RB2 or RB3, depending on how you look at it. And he ran for, yeah. what, like 600 yards. I don't I don't care about your market share crap. Watch the tape. That's, that's my stance. That sounds like old football man talk, but I can't understand these people who are, like, knocking guys like Josh Jacobs and Riley Ridley because their stats weren't good enough. But, like, when you watch the tape, it's like, what are you talking about? I think if uh, out of every position on the football field, uh, knocking a running back for not getting that much usage is the dumbest one to knock. Yes. 100%. Because, A, it probably helps them. Their NFL career, less tread on the tires or wear on the tires, more tread. I don't understand tires. I don't want a car. Um, and, B, like, it, you're in Alabama. Like, everyone's going there. It means nothing that you're not getting 30 touches a game. Like, come on. Yeah. J- Jacobs is, like, 5'8". 210 violent runner um has burst we saw in the cut. natty that cut yeah. was nasty cuts on a dime, i love yeah. josh jacobs he's a he's a top five running back easy in this class and he'll be yeah he'll be competing for a running back one um a couple surprising receivers entering the draft starting with uh one of your favorites memphis one of, one of my favorite players in college yeah, yeah yeah memphis receiver tony pollard who uh i absolutely love tony pollard yeah Arguably the greatest kick returner in college football history. I think seven, yep. seven kick return touchdowns in three years, I believe. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, I think he probably. went four, more. four, two, one, and that equals yeah, that's seven. What he's gonna seven run. So, um, yeah, that's what he's going to run four, two, one. Yeah, but yeah, he'll be a, a weird one because the way Memphis used him is like part. Yes. He's like a part mm-hmm. running back, part receiver. A ton of his stuff was off bubble screens. Um, uh, yeah. I would have liked to see him go back just to kind of be the guy with him and Patrick Taylor there, but um, I think he's going to find a role in the NFL. Oh, definitely. With the way the NFL is going, there's a spot for Tony Pollard, especially when you know he's got elite kick return ability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by by spot, I mean he's going to be an, like an impactful player, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, and I agree with you. I, I I want him to go back, but it's also I'm, – I'm damn excited he went pro. Yes, me too. Uh, it's be a fun Oklahoma, evaluation. Like uh, just so much fun to watch. Another guy, so, Oklahoma State receiver Tyron Johnson, was kind of surprising one. Um, he's pretty good though. Yeah, yeah uh, decent size, big play threat at Oklahoma State this year. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of receivers though in this class, man. I know, I know. It's gonna be tough. And, and like a lot of guys who turn pro that you didn't really expect to necessarily. On top of 
what was already a deep looking class. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard when we do wide receivers in a couple weeks and just separating all these guys, man. It's that's gonna be tough. Yeah, like a lot. A lot of it is like there's a lot of receivers that are gonna be in like the top sixty or so, mm-hmm. and uh, gonna be separated by like testing numbers and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, like who comes in a little smaller than expected or whatever. Yeah. Also, Johnson's an LSU transfer. And the next guy's also a transfer from Notre Dame. Jalen Guyton from North Texas turns pro. Uh, another surprising one. Put up pretty yes. good numbers the last two years at North Texas. But, like, not a huge name. Um, also, not like a ma- – like, decent size. Decent size, big play threat guy as well. But, again, receiver class is so deep. Mm-hmm. It's – yeah. It's hard to uh, see why a smaller school guy would enter this class. But, hey – uh, and the tight end class gets richer uh, with TJ Hawkinson from Iowa, who might be the best tight end in the class, competing with fellow Iowa tight end Noah Fant. Ha- Won the Mackey, though. Noah Fant didn't. So. Hawkinson's, the mo- in my opinion, the most complete tight end in the class. Fant's just got traits that are rare for a tight end. Um, but Hawkinson, Who's your- Hawkinson's a freaking monster blocking. What's your comp for Hawkinson? Is it Dallas Clark? Is it Tony Moyaki? Or is it George Kittle? It legitimately is George Kittle. I know it is. <laughs> if he didn't wear gloves, it'd be Dallas Clark. Respect. Just to make that clear. Um, but yeah, Haw- Hawkinson is a monster on the ground, like blocking. And then he he's a he makes big plays down the field. He's got great hands. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to test really well, kind of like Kittle did too. He's also pretty fun with the ball in his hands. Yeah, no, he's violent. Like Kittle. Yeah. Um, I think I think he he can be a first round pick. Like he's in my top thirty two right now. I think he's like twenty sixth mm-hmm. or something on my big board. Um, another impressive tight end prospect, Alabama's uh, Irv Smith Jr., who's starting to get some first round hype. Um, and and he's a dude who again, it's like don't look at, especially with Alabama players don't look at numbers. Like he had yeah, decent he had decent numbers, but not like mind boggling or anything. But he he was such a mismatch and he's athletic and he's a willing blocker which you kind of have to be to be a tight end in Alabama um mm-hmm. he he's gonna be like he there's so many tight ends that are gonna go in the first two days of this draft yeah it's exciting it is I love tight ends so um and then the best left tackle or the best the best offensive lineman in the class Jonah Williams from Alabama yeah. also declared um, Not surprising. Yeah, I think he's going to be a top ten pick. He's clearly mm-hmm. offensive tackle one. I Tony Pauline tweeted some weird stuff saying that like no one, th- no Cody one at Ford. the East West Shrine game thinks he's a, like a first round pick or something. Yeah, that and uh, like some late. I guess not that late, but Cody Ford hype coming up. Out of yeah, cool. Well, Cody Ford's tackle too, but yeah, but like like the the surpassing him yeah. stuff. Um, th- that those two are going to be. Cody Ford's going to be crazy to watch at the combine just because of how he's built, but he's also a freaky athlete for 340-pound man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Jonah Williams is a monster. Uh, it's an interesting tackle class between Jonah Williams, Cody Ford, and Yadin Kajust. Oh, Greg Little, Rob. Don't forget about Sorry. him. That, well, the NFL will take him top ten, so I don't yeah, probably. Um, Penn State offensive tackle Ryan Bates also declares. Penn State had th- three offensive linemen declare now, I think. 
that yeah all three yeah, of them right, a little surprising had... to me yeah it is what people are leaving penn state that's, that's yeah of... that's what i was saying but with the Juwan johnson thing there's like a few I, um their defensive tackle uh givens i think he declared two which was kind of surprising and like sharif miller mm-hmm. and it wasn't a great yep. year for him and like i don't know i, I bet you trace mccrelly was begging to stay though he just couldn't yeah <laughs> probably maybe that's why everyone left they uh they didn't want to play there without Trace. It was in solidarity. Yeah, retweet. Um, the greatest leader of all time. Uh, the best player in the draft, did Alabama you, defensive tackle Quinnen Williams. Bro, declared. do you see him faking an ankle injury? Like, he's sick. <laughs> sorry. Um, you're, you're talking about, like, the top player on the board. I'm sorry, bro. That's disrespectful. Uh, it's going to be between Williams and Nick Bosa for the number one player in this class. Right now, I have yep. Williams above Bosa, but, like, barely. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of going to be, I mean, one of them's going number one and one of them's going number two. I'm pr- fairly certain about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, did we see a more dominant player in college football this year than Quinn Williams? No, we didn't. Should have finished top four in the Heisman. I agree. Um, couple of guys I don't know much about, uh, both interior no, defensive no, no. linemen, Minnesota's O.J. Smith. And Arizona's P.J. Johnson. Both of them are, uh, like you, A.J., a letter and then a J for their name. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me break that down for a second. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. That's analysis. Yeah, I, I mean, every year we've talked about it before, um, there's going to be guys who Actually, are surprising declarations. You want to hear something more wild, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, P.J. went to Arizona. O.J. went to Minnesota. Put those together. A.M., that's my initials. Are you the feds? What's going on? Jeez, I'm so terrified right now. I don't like this. Uh, okay, continuing. Edge, dude, that was a good breakdown of those guys. Uh, <laughs> edge rusher from Clemson, Cleveland Farrell, who's going to be a top 15 pick probably. Um, he, he could end up top 10 because the NFL hates athletic, studly pass rushers who are slightly undersized like Brian Burns and Jack Polite. Sure. But uh, F- Farrell's... Farrell looks the part, 6'5", 260, um, explosive off the line, violent with his hands, just doesn't have bend. He's stiff. You want some more uh, some more name breakdown for, for him? Yeah, you don't know how to say his name. No, hold on, I don't know how to say his first name. I heard on a broadcast today, though, you're supposed to say his last name, Furl, not Farrell. Furl. I've never heard how? that before. Yeah, they're, they're probably lying, but uh, hey. Is it Colin Furl? Yeah, Colin Firth. Yeah, I think that's okay. his name. Uh, another somewhat surprising, Maryland defensive lineman Byron Cowart, who was the former number one player in the recruiting class when he yeah. went to Auburn and then transferred after two years to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be an interesting dude. He's like, he's a weird build. He's like 6'3", 275. He's got like a tweener body shape from, is he an interior guy or is he an edge guy? He's also he's got some athletic traits. I I uh, hadn't I haven't seen much of what he did for Maryland this year. Um, yeah, but I mean, guys like him are always gonna, it feels like are always like gonna get drafted. Someone's gonna bet on that. Yes, for sure. Uh, Beckner too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but well, Beckner at least Beckner, Beckner had a better much player. better, yeah. uh, more productive career yes. at least. I think Daylon Mack okay. might have been a five star too. Uh, the Texas, yeah, he, he was, a but big, he's yeah. he's blowing up the East West Shrine game, so that's nice. Um, 
a guy, another guy I don't know much about, North Carolina A&T edge rusher Daryl Johnson. Moose Johnson, yeah. Okay. More name breakdown for you. Daryl Johnson or Daryl Johnson? Daryl Moose Johnson, that's what they call him. Okay. Uh, okay, the two best linebackers in the class declared. Um, speculation that Alabama's Mac Wilson, people even said he wasn't declaring. I, we yeah, talked about him forth. not declaring on this podcast already. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he declared, so uh, we're all idiots. Um, <laughs> he's going to be a weird one. Alabama fans seem to hate him, which is I don't so see, weird. Why? Because he's not Ruben Foster. He's not C.J. Mosley. He's not like this disruptive run defender that those guys obviously were. And, like, he didn't I, put I up think, massive numbers. Yeah. I think Mac Wilson and Devin White should switch schools to be appreciated properly. Correct. Um but, like, Mac Wilson is so gifted in coverage and his instincts in coverage are crazy. And that's why he's going to be a top 20 pick. Yeah. And, and the rest you're betting on coming together. Like, he does have issues against the run at times. His run fits aren't great. He struggles with getting off blocks at times. But he's so gifted. Because, uh, yeah, like, he, he statistically hit a down year this year, right? So yeah, I think Alabama fans, fan, I mean, come on, it's Alabama fans. Alabama, yeah. Uh, and then with Devin, Devin White, it's like kind of the opposite. He's so great <laughs> yeah. coming forward and disruptive with attacking, but then he bites on mm-hmm. so many play actions and he just gets lost in coverage. They're uh, they're like very different linebackers, but they're both going to yes. test really well, I think. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, that that's going to be fun uh, tracking those two guys. Um, Devin White's going to be polarizing. Some people have him, like, f- I think Top Big Shape put out a new big board, top 10 big board, and it was, like, it, it was pretty ridiculous, which is unsurprising. Um, but, like, Devin White was, like, third on his big board or something. I think I saw an article calling him Ray Lewis or something. Oh, I don't okay. know how old the article was. I mean, so, yeah. hey, if Devin White played in the early 2000s, he'd be more coveted. That's a fact. Yeah. When linebackers didn't need to cover. Um and a, f- a few corners. Notre Dame's Julian Love, who I think is a day two lock at this point, declares. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State's Kendall Sheffield, who's had hype for like two years now, but I, I don't think never he's, came no. together. He's, he's going to test really well, though. I like I could see him going uh, like in the fourth round because of that. Do you remember in the summer where like people's top corners were just Sheffield and Arnett? Because Th- that was for two there. years. Matt Miller's top corners. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know if I've seen a corner get beat and or DPIing as much as Damon Arnett did this year. So, uh, anyway, um, speaking of getting beat, Alabama corner Savion Smith also declares, which is weird because Justin Ross literally murdered him off the line in the natty, and like it looked like he like yeah. tore his Achilles. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but he is a former five star who went to LSU, transferred to Alabama was kind of the liability of their defense this year. He had a couple big picks, though. Yeah, he did. Uh, I watched the Missouri game. He came away with yeah. two interceptions, and one of them was yeah. pretty impressive. And yeah. he's like, also, he's 6'1". He's, uh, for, he's a former five-star, so he's probably going to test really well. Someone's going to bet on him, but I, I wouldn't want to be the person to. Hey, uh, speaking of guys that had a lot of hype in the preseason, this one actually worked out, Rob. Alabama safety Deontay Thompson. Who uh, like without really knowing too much about him, but yeah, worked out worked out big time. Yeah, he, uh, he like Mac Wilson was reportedly returning to Alabama and then didn't. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, he's he's to me he's clearly safety one in this class. He's so gifted. His range. He's like he's similar to what Malik Hooker was coming out of Ohio State. 
like just like, tall, rangy. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a more willing run defender in my opinion, but he needs I to be so better as a tackler. Um, but I like I have him top ten on my big board. I, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, and finally, Marshall safety Malik Grant, who I don't know very much about. Nor do I. And that's why we have a few months now to watch all the tape on the people we don't know that much about. Yeah, I'm glad no one's gonna be like sneaking up on us now. That's nice. Yeah, we uh, we're ready. Uh, speaking. All of- right, that's the podcast, right? Yeah, I wish. Uh, but AJ, NFL yeah. playoffs are here. It's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl what? is around the, the already? corner. Already? Yeah, the 53rd Super Bowl, not Super Bowl 53. I can't believe it. Um, it really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. And they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. If you want to make money during bowl season, it's not bowl season, my bookie. You got to go to Super my bookie. Super bowl season. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for Super Bowl season. Uh, <laughs> use promo code HEAVEN25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code HEAVEN25. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. And phone calls. Yeah, if you're oh, only for the special people. If you're special enough, they will personally phone call you. It's true. It's pretty sick. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, QB position rank time. It is damn early. But it, yeah, it is. Yeah. This is how we roll. Each week or so, we will be doing position rankings. We start with the bang, baby. Uh, yeah, we do. Because why not start the most position, the most important position, really early? Look, we didn't have to do. Who, who are you giving throwing shade the at? Listening. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's their fault. You guys demanded it, and we're we're providing it. At least mine. Like I write about it, so like I can like later like have a finalized one. People just think whatever <laughs> you say today is your final ten QB grade. <laughs> this is this is it for me. And there's one guy that's like. I'm like, yeah, I like a lot, but it's it might look bad in like a week. Kyle Laletta? <laughs> Fuck you. Actually, I have the same grade uh, for Laletta and this guy, so. I had Laletta higher than the guy I know you're talking about. I know. Exact same uh, number grade and round grade, I think. Whoa. Anyways, let's go. Uh, okay. First, AJ, as you know. Oh, wait, no. Anyways, let's uh, shut up. Let's go ahead. Sorry, Ralph. Uh,. Bill Parcells' QB rules are one oh of the most important God. things in my life because I think it's hilarious. Okay. So there are five quarterback rules that Bill Parcells came up with, and you must hit all five to play quarterback for him, I guess? I don't know. He's, a, he's also like, like, yeah, anyway. Uh, he knows nothing about quarterbacks? I know. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, these are the five rules, and uh, I'll go through. When we're doing our two, top ten QBs, I'll say how many rules – each QB in my list hit. Starting with the, the uh, number one rule. Must be a senior. Need time to mature and develop into a pro. So, Retweet. So even if you're locked to be the number one pick as a junior, don't declare. Justin Herbert listened to the Barcells rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rule two. Must graduate. Need to show that they take responsibility seriously. 
you need that sports and leisure. Uh, d- what do they even call it anymore? Diploma. Um, <laughs> must be. You need it, Rob. Must be a three-year starter. Need to show multiple years of success and know how to be the guy. Yep. See, that's why Justin Fields transfers. That's why Tathan Martell transfers. They know they got to hit the Parcells rules. Must have at least 23 wins and 30 starts because good numbers need to come in context of winning. Retweet. I, I just That's just totally correct. Wins are a quarterback stat. It's an individual sport. Uh, and finally... This one's the one literally everyone hits part of this. Touchdown interception ratio of at least two to one. Like, that's not impressive. No, but I, like, this is the one I can get on board with. And, but well, I, I agree. And be a 60% thrower. Also, these rules, these rules are also from, what, 1979 yeah. or something. Parcells wasn't going to draft you unless you threw 24 touchdowns and 12 picks. Like, Kyler Murray threw 54 <laughs> touchdowns and nine picks in his career. Like, nope. Yeah, they're breaking efficiency records now, Bill. Come on. <laughs> we have to update these. I, th- I feel like I said that last year, and then I didn't. Next year, we'll come out yeah, with the Rob like- Paul QB rules. No, we won't. We're going to do the exact same. Must not be a senior, because if you're a senior, it means you weren't good enough to go pro as a junior. Oh, my. I hate these rules already, Rob. Better stop. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank Before you. Before counting down our QBs, uh, hit some superlatives, because we love those on this show. Um, oh, no. Uh, starting with highest floor, which quarterback in this class has the highest floor in your mind? Okay, quickly. Uh, I oh this class is weird. These superlatives are going to be weird, Rob. Okay? They should not be because well, at least they shouldn't be for this one. No, it's not. Uh, I've, I've, my, my, my highest floor is doing Hask. Nah. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's Eric Dungy. He's a proven winner. Uh, he might he might hit starter. all four of these or all five of the rules. I, I think he does. Uh, no, um, no way. No, he hit sixty percent of his throws in his career. I will look it up after I talk about Dwayne Haskins, who is my highest floor. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dwayne Haskins is just the clean quarterback. He's got prospect. all the he, tools. He's, yeah, he's not the shiniest. He's not the most. Uh, he doesn't like wow you. He's just yeah, he's got everything put together, and we'll talk about him more. In a Eric Dungey hits the six, over sixty percent. I knew he did. He hits all. He hits all of them. I don't man. know if he hits the wins. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, my highest floor is also Dwayne Haskins. He. He checks every generic box you're looking for with, yep. obviously, size, arm talent, um, production. Um, he also Yeah, but one year only, so sorry. He, he also has uh, high football IQ. You can see yep. one mm-hmm. of the best things about him is his ability to manipulate defenses with his eyes. Um, he gets the ball out quick. Yep. Um, yeah, no, he just – there's everything there – there's less reason – I mean, which this is the main thing about high school. There's less reasons for him to bust. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Highest ceiling for you. I went, I went with Kyler Murray. And I don't think you could go with anybody else, right? He could be uh, – spe- yeah, absolutely. He could be a special, special, special football player. But obviously uh, kind of the opposite of Twin Haskins, like in terms of safety because we've never seen a quarterback his size. Yeah. Uh, Succeed for long periods in the NFL, I guess. Like Doug Flutie was elite for short bursts, but Doug hey. Flutie's basically the only other quarterback to ever be this short and do anything. Yes, and, and he was in the CFL for a long yeah, time. Yeah, so. and he's the greatest CFL player ever, though. So he is, and I love him. Like everyone's got to love Doug Flutie. Yeah. But uh, Kyler Murray special. I think he can hit close to what his ceiling is. Um, I guess you know, 
jumping the gun there, but hey, uh, yeah, he's my highest. Um, Obviously, and the athleticism is that, yeah. transcendent. The the combination of his elite athleticism and yeah. he has a special arm. He does, despite being tiny and, and Russell Wilson esque in the way. You wouldn't expect a smaller guy like that to have that type of arm, but I, he has it. Yes, I think he has a lot of the. Uh, I don't. I don't want to compare him to Russell. Well, Wilson, I, I will in a bit, bit, so it's okay. Okay, <laughs> well, we can do it now. Then he has a lot of the traits and mannerisms and capabilities of Russell Wilson. Yes, I honestly think that. Like he, when he when you watch him maneuvering the pocket and kind of you know delivering deep throws, and there was a throw in the the, the playoff game where he just. Runs up the pocket, doesn't really climb, it's, and just drops the dime. I think that's my favorite throw he makes uh, from Mine what too. I've seen. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, that looked a lot like Russell Wilson. Just just the way he does stuff looks a lot like Russell Wilson. Obviously, doesn't have the the, the size. Yeah, because he's slight. <laughs> he's going to be shorter than Russell Wilson, but, and he yes. doesn't have the thickness that like Russ was five eleven, but Russ was thick. Yes, I think the thickness is more important. I agree than the height because we. Like really, is the di- what's the difference between five eleven and five nine? Also, like, also, if I mean, this is maybe not the best way to look at it, but you're worried that, like, if the NFL, the NFL might be worried about Kyler Murray's height and being able to see over his offensive line, all five of his offensive linemen are NFL offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, I, I think if you're really worried about him being small, I'm glad you are because it means you're not creative enough to have him do correct. what he can do. This is the perfect time for a player. Of Kyler Murray's ability to hit the NFL with the offensive mind, yep. I just hope he lands somewhere where the correct offensive mind is in charge of him. Yeah, Cincinnati Zach Taylor. Hey, maybe. I know. I was thinking about that today. I was that wasn't even a joke. That sounds kind of interesting. That sounds fun. Uh, I think you'd look good in Bengal stripes. Anyways, stop, we'll talk more about him in a sec. I don't want that um, because I don't want my Pittsburgh Steelers having to defend him and Lamar Jackson twice a year. Oh yeah. That- that would be annoying. And Baker. Yeah, God. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even think. Oh, God. That's like my biggest fear now. Um, it's not going to happen. No. Don't worry. no, 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 no. Mike Brown would not ever let that. Although he did play at, no. in, at a Power 5 school, so maybe. Uh, it's but true. it's too far away from Cincinnati. You can't afford that bus. Yeah. But Kyler does. Uh, he's a baseball guy. He's uh, used to the long bus rides. Oh. It's all coming together. It's coming know together now. Okay, value pick. Talk yourself out of it. Yeah, you're going to hate this. <laughs> Look. It's, uh, it's, I, know I know it's the wrong one now. There's one option. I have a couple, though. I <laughs> This one was tough for me, and I think just also because de- of the way his yeah, – sorry, sorry, it just also depends what your definition of value pick is because I think the definition of value pick is slightly different for quarterback than it is for other positions. Uh, explain more on that. I think that's interesting. Just because I feel like if, let's say, we're doing running backs, value pick's probably a guy you're thinking about on – who can be a day three pick that has the potential to be a starter in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're looking yep. at it with the quarterback position, because essentially no no quarterback you know, who goes day three's really got the ability to start in the NFL, and that's why they're going on day three. I think value pick with a quarterback is more like uh, a second round type of talent, like a, like Jimmy Garoppolo or a, like a yeah, guy yeah, in that's that fair. Russell Wilson. Like a day two guy, just because it's such a different position than anything else. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. Anyways, I am going with a guy that's apparently hurting the stock big time at the trap right now. Uh, but I'm going to stick by the tape. Uh, and when I, when I, I like him a lot. I'm going with Easton Stick here. 
do we want to talk about Stick right now? Because I know we have a long conversation about him. Sure, we can. Okay. Or you might just want to do one. You, you, you see where he is in my Yeah, rankings. we'll do it then. Because I'm okay. ready uh, to be floored. Because I, <laughs> I like Easton Stick, but I'm so scared about how high you have him. I, I'm i scared too. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's two other guys I considered here, and I want to hear if you hit one of them. There's two other? Yeah. Oh, I wonder who uh, the one I, I went with like, hit is. Um, I went with uh, Brett Rippon of Boise State. That is That would have been my runner-up. Who, who's yeah. the other guy? Uh, I like Tiamu. Oh, okay. That's an interesting one. That's more of like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say something about him in a bit. So, um, But yep. I, th- I think Brett Rippon is the definition of quarterback value pick because I think he is a yep. day two lock that he's going to go to a team where he sits and he's going to start in the NFL because I think he's got the ability to be an NFL starter. He, he, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Sorry, Rob. At, at this time of last year, who? kind of a, a better version of Mike White. Do you remember oh, at this point last year, there was a lot. Don't no. Mike but, White was never close to being a day two pick, though. No, 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 absolutely not. I'm just saying. You remember he was like the kind of the idea where the the kind of late riser where he was like he could be a starter down the road for you type of guy. Uh, I don't. I don't love that. I like you could like you could say that more about Kyle Oletta than Rippin. Yeah, but Rippin has so much more than Mike White had. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's a better player. I'm just saying. I have a better grade on him. I'm just. I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think Mike White was ever looked like he was going to be anything more than maybe a long term NFL backup. I don't even disagree. Like I, I, I think I, I think I had it. like um, a Matt Moore comp on him. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Fine. Another one. Davis Webb, baby. Oh God. Uh, but yeah. So he's better with, than both with them, Rippin, yeah. I think, especially because he's lighting it up at the trap. Um, the combination of his footwork mechanics, uh, he, he's got a surprisingly impressive arm um, and, and ball placement down the field. All those things, he hits seam mm-hmm. routes like it's nobody's business. Um, I think like he's going to be an NFL starter at some point. We'll go, we'll go into all the quarterbacks when we hear yeah. uh, Okay, who's your sleeper in this QB class? Uh, Tiamu easily could be the pick here. I think He said he's yours. Yeah, he's right? going to be mine, yeah. Okay, I'm going for a super duper sleeper because I love the Dakotas, baby. Taron Christian. Yeah, I'm, we should we I'm should have, joking, we should have put a super sleeper in because like a guy Tiamu's a good pick for, yeah, for a sleeper. I like, and him. he probably would be mine. Uh, if because I, I know we're not going to talk about Taron Christian, or are we? Is he in your top ten? Rob? Yeah, he's number three. There's just a lot to like with Taron Christian. I don't know. Like I, I have a super late seventh UDFA grade on him, but uh, like Russell Wilson's backup. I like that. That's cool with me. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle's not really in the business of getting a real backup, so maybe. Yeah, Alex Magoo, baby. They didn't sign him to a future contract, though. So, Oof. And they trade for Brad Hundley. So, <laughs> I, I like Taron Christian. I think he's got a lot of good traits. Obviously, he's not refined at all and tries to do too much, forces throws. He, he's got a solid arm, though. Like As a really late guy, and like the mobility is uh, like the, the big feature of him. I, I like Taron Christian. Uh, fair enough. Um, I obviously went with Jordan Tiamu, the old Miss QB. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and he's he's apparently the second best QB at the trap so far. Um, I don't know. Like I, I don't like think he's Tiamu, like a starter yeah. in the NFL, but I do think he can be a long time NFL backup with a combination of. Mm-hmm. I, I like his. He's just smooth. 
I find his yeah he is yeah. like his drop and his throwing motion also smooth. The ball comes out nice and clean. He's obviously got mm-hmm. athleticism, which which is always a plus with a backup quarterback. Uh, his size is fine. I don't know. I I like J- Jordan Tommy a lot. I agree. Like the, you know, the release is quick. The the footworks and mechanics are clean, like you said. The spiral comes out uh, nice and tight. I think he's a pretty smart. You know what I noticed? Like he he drew a lot of offsides and took advantage of. Yeah, them. he I is. Like he, he is a. He looks like he has a high football IQ. Yes. Uh, he he also he doesn't. He's not like he he can. He's one of the better running quarterbacks in this class, but he's not a guy who's always looking to run or anything. Yeah, like Easton I, I think Stick. When he, <laughs> I think when he does uh, start to run, he doesn't remain a passer super well. I think his eyes kind of drop and. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You, 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 when he starts to scramble, he's going to run, which is a it's not a huge knock, but like it's a part of the thing that I don't like about him, obviously. And he fumbles quite a bit, but hey, um, I do like Jordan Tiamu. Uh, who's your wild card in the class? Uh, hold on, I had to close the document. Now I'm opening it again. Uh, I think it's it's Drew Locke. Oh, surprise! I thought I'd, okay. Who do you got, Will Greer? Yeah, I, I was gonna say to me, it's Will Greer. It's Tyree Jackson. Tyree, I think those are the three. Like, I went with Drew Locke because is he going to get drafted in the first? Yeah, probably. Should he be? No. no. That's that's why he's my wild card. I think yeah, Tyree Jackson an absolute wild card too, and uh, yeah, and for sure Will Greer. Like, I think all three of them are just. But this class is just full of wild cards. I mean, I mean, you could call Kyler Murray a wild card even, right? Like, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I I went with Will Greer. I'm not super high on Will Greer. I also I think I have a normal opinion of Will Greer though. Yep. Um, but some people seem to think he's a first round pick. That he's not close. That's kind of that. died out though. Isn't yeah, it? I think so too. But he he just though, the way so. he plays is really strange. Watch the Kansas game and he's god awful, and then watch the Texas game. He's got the late game heroics. He makes some throws that make you think he has a big arm, and then yeah. it seems to be inconsistent. Yep. There's just a lot yep. going on with him, and and like. He he moves. He plays well on the move, but when things really break down, a lot of it just seems to be tossing it up and hoping yes. his receivers make a play. I think he got better at it this year. Yeah, but no, def- definitely that's still an issue for him. No, we'll we'll talk about Green or Uh And who's your best bet? I wanted to win Haskins yeah, me too. again. Me too. I, I think at minimum with Wayne Haskins, you're getting a long term starting quarterback in the NFL. He, I think, yeah, uh, kind of what I feel like with Dwayne Haskins is you're getting a quarterback that's going to end up in the 8 to 15 range as a starter. Yeah, like he's – Like I like him. I don't think he's going to be some uh, some guy that's going to carry your team to the playoffs. He's, he's going to go and win a couple playoff games. But like, go ahead. You're, right. No, you're just describing my pro comp for him perfectly. <laughs> like I just, he's just – he's going to need the – like he's got all the tools. Yep. You, he's built well. He's got a high football IQ. Um, but it, it's nothing really elite with him. No, he, but there's he does flashes of well, a, yeah. uh, uh, some traits, flashes of eliteness with some traits, but it's not consistent. Yep. And in the right system with the right play caller and right design, someone can take advantage of that and kind of elevate his game. Maybe to, yeah. to, to like play at a top five QB uh, level for stretches if everything works out perfectly. I think like with Josh Rosen last year, like you can't stick him in a bad situation with a bad office line and expect immediate results because that's 
He's not that type of guy. Yeah. But I, like you said, with good coaching and uh, solid players around him, he's he's going to be able to get you to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, top 10 quarterbacks now. You want to you you take want, this one? You want to do 10 to 1? Change it up this year? Sorry? You want to go 10 to 1 this year? Yeah, that sounds cool. Okay. So how about this? If, if I say someone or you say someone that's not in each other's top 10, we'll stop there and talk about that guy. Cool. Okay. Uh, tenth on my board uh, is Tyree Jackson. Does he make your? Cup? He is, yeah, he's in my top ten. Okay, uh, you want to talk about now? Sure. Um, All right. Absolutely massive. He's listed at six he's, seven two forty five. I think he's got yep. the strongest arm in the class. Is that? I agree. It's it's him and Drew Lock. Yeah. Right? And uh, some of the throws he makes are jaw dropping. His accuracy is mm-hmm. very spotty. Um, he's just like. He's the most raw quarterback. Like he, Absolutely. He has tools yeah. for days, but not all of them. But the tools he do, yeah. does have are crazy. And, like, yeah. he is we, – we talked about this. Like, if you're drafting him, you don't want him to be your quarterback too right away. You want mm-hmm. him to – like, you want – that. you need him to be – like, you can't – if your starter went down, this is not a guy you want playing. You, you yeah. need to like, sit him and develop him for multiple seasons. Absolutely, yeah. Um, um, his mechanics are bad. Wonky. Yeah, his feet are kind of slow. He lives by uh, his arm. Absolutely, and he makes those wild throws, and he can throw off uh, incredible platforms. And like sometimes he looks like he's like working within the offense, and like I feel like uh, between the hashes, he's a better passer. Like. In short and intermediate, and then outside it kind of gets a little lost. I don't know. He just didn't take the step forward this year that what, people yeah, hoped. Yeah, and then, then when he entered the transfer portal, I was really hoping he'd go to a Power 5 school and kind of like take it yeah. to the next level, but turn pro instead. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, he, he trusts his arm so much. He, he lets it get him he, he lets it get in, him into trouble, and he also lets it get him out of trouble. Forces a lot of throws. Also, they use him a lot less in the run game this year, right? Did you know Yeah, that? I did. Um, they, but he can run. He's a long he, ass. He also guy. helped elevate Buffalo to go ten and four. Which yeah, like, damn that was impressive. A big which year. like wasn't talked what? about as much as you think. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, because you know I was watching. They got uh, I watched the Ohio game. They got trampled, but they were nine and one at that point. Uh, like, also, like Anthony Johnson, their one receiver is going to be drafted, and their other receiver, yep. KJ Osborne, transferred to the U. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, um, okay. we're, uh, I I see him in the fifth or sixth round. Have a quarterback. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, fifth, absolute highest. More like six feels like the sweet spot for a guy like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like. Uh, yeah, I agree. I could see him going in, in the middle of the fourth because of the traits, and yeah, I wouldn't go with him. Who's your Who's your number ten? Uh, mine is Jordan Tomu. The obviously oh, cool. the oldest okay. QB. Um, I'm surprised I'm higher on him than you are. Um. I think he can be a long-term NFL backup. Like, if I was drafting a quarterback to be my backup between him and Tyree Jackson, I'd rather have him. Absolutely. But Ty- yeah. Tyree Jackson, obviously, I think has a higher ceiling. Tomu's at such a higher floor. Tom Tomu's floor to his ceiling is there's an inch, though. Like, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can be a long-term NFL backup with – we talked about how smooth he is. We talked about him a fair amount already. But um, yeah. my pro comp from Geno Smith – I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah, like I like Geno Smith as an NFL backup, and I th- think that you've got a long 
career that way. Uh, he's also 192nd on my board currently, if you wanted to know. Tiamu, he, he feels just very um, kind of safe. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's a safe backup pick. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> you like his ability to throw the deep ball, though. That's that's the one thing that I think you kind of kind of excites you about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He uh, no, he he got good ball placement kind of all over the field. Yes, he does. Um, that's he's another guy that kind of uh, like is a backup to Russell Wilson, to be honest. No, that's actually that'd be a nice fit. Yeah, those are the two guys I kind of pegged. Um, they don't throw a lot of intermediate balls in their offense. No, it's a lot, it's of, a lot of deep, short deep shots deep. or short shit. Screens, yeah. So uh, it, you don't get to see him it, do that too if much. If anything is intermediate, it's over the middle of the AJ Brown generally. Yeah, pretty much. And then a um, lot of deep yeah. shots to Lodge and uh, and Metcalf. Yeah, lots of a lot to like with him. I, th- I think it, I've been a bunch of guys. My groupings are kind of uh, are kind of weird. He's another guy, fifth or sixth round for me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, I think sixth round. I'm happy. I have a lot of yep. guys in that range. Uh, me too. Like my whole my whole like yeah, my, <laughs> I do too. You'll yeah. see. Uh, who's nine for you? Uh, number nine, I have Ryan Finley. Okay, I don't have him in my Ooh. top ten. Okay, let's get get into him. I think like noodle noodle arm Finley's what I call him. My part of town. <laughs> he's Nathan Peterman. Is, okay, one thing I don't. Okay, he's twenty four years old already. <laughs> yeah, that, that's age. not great. No, uh, oh, I don't, don't tell like the, the listener motion. how old I am. Sorry, you're a wonder kid. You're twelve. Uh, I don't like his throwing motion. It's a little long. Uh, pressure flusters him. I think forces balls. if I was six three, I could be Ryan Finley right now. I don't. His arm isn't good, but it's. I don't think it's the. Worst. He is. He to me, he reminds me so much of Nathan Peterman because he's smart. Well, I love Nathan Peterman. <laughs> he's smart, yeah. has no arm, doesn't throw with anticipation, but like every so often, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a good decision, good little dump off, good yeah. call, Ryan. Someone's gonna take him in like the like, fourth round. Yeah, it's ridiculous. His throws are like I agree that he, they probably will. He throws high a lot. His balls kind of sail. He moves okay, like he, just enough to avoid a guy or like make a throw on the run a little bit. I don't mind his. I don't know, like he's kind of accurate downfield. I, I think a solid backup career for Finley. I think he'll be out of the league in three years. Uh, a fifth or sixth round guy. I think yeah. he's. If you take him before the seventh round, that's ludicrous. My opinion. Like, I don't. I wouldn't take him, but like I think that's where he fits. Uh, my number nine is Gardner Minshew, aka. The better version of Ryan Finley, um, he. I, I. I know you don't like Gardner Minshew. I think like he's not in my top ten. He's smart. He's got a little bit of movement skill. Uh, yep. Doesn't doesn't get rattled too much under pressure. His arms like it's not good, but it's enough to be an NFL backup. Like he's a guy who can be a backup in the NFL for ten years, start spot maybe every so often. Like he's Colt McCoy. He is. He reminds me so much of Colt McCoy. I think Colt's got the got the better ability to to run and scramble. But uh, oh, yeah. sorry. I, don't know. I think. By the way, Tamu hits three of five Parcel rules. Sorry, just coming back to that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I I think so. Career backup. I think he could have a long career as a backup. I have a sixth or seventh round grade. Yeah, on. like I I have a like he's in the sixth round ish range. Him, him yeah, and Tamu like, and Tyree Jackson mm-hmm. actually. Um, it, yeah, I'm a bunch of dudes. Like, 
And Minshew's 189th on my board, and the pro comps Colt, Colt McCoy. Like it, it's just so impressive how much he improved going to Washington State, and like he ran that offense so well. He studied their raid in the off season. He's patient with his reads. Like the arm strength, yeah, meh. You're not gonna love it. Velocity's okay. Uh, outside the numbers, he kind of struggles. He gets the ball quick. Yeah, he makes a, he makes the odd nice like downfield throw. Like I, I don't hate him. I, like he made an insane jump because how much I didn't like him before, and I gave him a draftable grade now. But uh, you know he's not exciting. Dude. All right, who's eight on yours? Uh, I have Tiamu there. Who we oh talked right, about right, right. Um, Fifth or sixth round guy for me. I have Tyree Jackson, who we talked about already. Uh, oh, Minshew hits three of five Parcells rules. Uh, and Tyree Jackson eighth. Um, my QB rankings. Pro comps, Josh Freeman. I think he has like these tools. He's just nowhere near ready to play in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, 184th on my board and hits one of five Purcell's rules. Ooh. Seventh on uh, in your top ten? Uh, this is where Drew Locke comes in. Okay. I know a little – I don't know. I, I I think I liked him more than I uh, I did originally doing, doing the, um, this year's tape. I mean, there's not a lot to love. Does he go in the first round? Maybe. Oh, he's he, no, he's no. going in the first round. I have no doubt in my mind. I know, me either. Like the Broncos are going to take the him. Broncos are locked me, in taking him tenth. He's a third or fourth round guy to me. I think like you can take him there and be okay oh, with you it. You're high on this QB class to have the seventh guy be a third or fourth round pick. It's like I I of. think four guys should go in the first two days. Like I, when I say third or fourth, I mean late third or like like I, I don't. Know. I'm higher. It's on, not like I even like them. Sorry, I, I've drew lock higher up, and I don't think he should go in the third round. I don't really either. It's just like it's just the range. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I just I, like, I've kind of done that this year. Lock has yeah. incredible arm. You'll you'll see him make incredible throws. Um, but that he throws with only his arm. Hit, like the lower body yeah, doesn't I was about to say, Like him. his arm motion is fine, but yeah. he like. We've talked about his dead feet before, but, like, his lower body just doesn't move at times. Like, I think he improved how concrete his feet were before, but it still doesn't look comfortable at all. And, like, he's an easy-looking thrower from the waist up. Like, it like, looks sometimes, good. And then sometimes look the, I forget which game it was. I, I think it was the Memphis game. He rifled one for a touchdown. It was just this incredible arm throw where it looked yeah. so strange because it was such an incredible throw, but his lower body didn't move. And I was just like, what the f- what is going yep. on? And and, yep. and he also um, has the tendency where he'll just drift. Yeah, yeah. He he's very like lower body mechanics are crazy weird with him. I found a lot like this whole class uh none of them are really great in the pocket. Haskins lives in the pocket. No, I mean sorry, like after the top. Oh, okay. I think I, I think just, like, there's a lot of like yeah. Yeah. Rippin's pretty Rip, I'd say Haskins and Rippin are the best like but just a lot of the guys pocket. had similar, yeah, a lot of guys had similar issues. Um, yeah, the, I, like I have in my notes, the arm's going to get him drafted in the first, but he reeks of a boss. And he also, and like we're just, we haven't even gotten into it. He is, he stares down receivers, and he is so slow yep. through his progressions. Like that, the, yep. the, his mental game is so slow. Yeah. scares um, me. Yeah, uh, that's, I don't know, that's a lot of it. Yeah, that's, I got the same thing. Decision making seems slow, lots of first reads. Uh, if you pressure him, he's probably going to make a mistake or get sacked. Or just drift and then Never, throw off his back foot. Yeah, like also he rarely steps up through pressure. He's yeah tries to uh, bail back or run and then yeah throws off the back foot. You're right. Yeah, I think he's a very 
easy evaluation, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all right there with him. I think, like, if we had 10 people in the room, you'd have the same notes. You know, sometimes people disagree on stuff, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's just like, uh, and every year a guy like this goes in the first round. Yeah, and pretty much. Like, I would rather have, like, obviously neither of us were super high on Josh Allen. I'd rather have Josh Allen than Drew Locke. Oh, yeah, for sure. you've got the, like, yeah. the X factor is his ability to run. And he also and had a bigger yeah. arm, and... Yes. Yeah. Um, Hold on, I'm going to quickly see. So, if he was in last year's class, he would between he would be between Mason Rudolph and Kurt Benkert for me. And just above Benkert. I think that's right where I would have had him, too, because... Uh, wait, yeah. what number? Do you have your numbers on those? Like, what number was Benkert? Uh, I just closed oh. it. I think, okay, I think I, I, think like I had, like, Rudolph 6 and Benkert 7 or something. Yes, I think I had the same thing. Yeah, yeah so I, I think, think I'd, I'd, I'd have him around there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 7th for me is Will Greer, the West Virginia quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. 182nd on my board. Pro comp, I think, at his absolute best, he can be a Case Keenum-like quarterback where he's either a decent, like a somewhat high-end backup or like a bottom-end starter at quarterback uh i just i don't know he's not a good decision maker his arm is inconsistent yeah it's it's strange we talked about this like multiple times like not only is his accuracy inconsistent his arm strength is inconsistent and like he's his mechanics are not clean like yeah, I think his throwing motion got worse this year. He has a weird throwing motion. I feel like that's not talked about. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Wilger is not for me. It's kind of weird because I think his his mechanical stuff may have gotten worse this year. But he also he, he improved in some things. Like his tight window throws got a lot better yeah. this year. I think it's it seemed um, like less hucking and praying. Yes, a lot more patient in the pocket. That that goes with the hucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still got to do better at throwing the ball away. Like he, just all around, he's inconsistent. Like like you said, the, the decision making, the arm strength, the accuracy. Um, one thing he does do well is like he throws a nice like touch jump ball. Like the deep ball placement's decent. Like there's a lot of that. But yeah, the ball's still going to come out like high and hot on yeah. him. Like, uh, but also the game winning throw against Texas that's special. But I mean, like for every one of those, there's. You know, on the ground or just watch the Ka- watch the Kansas game, people. Watch the Kansas game. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's sixth for you? It's Will Greer, and I uh, I have him in the the third or fourth round. Like, there's kind of bunches for me. Yeah, my, um, I think. I he'll was, end up sorry, I just I have Greer, Tyree Jackson, Gardner Minshew, and Jordan Tamu all between 182 and 192 on my board. So that's like that's kind really of tight, yeah, man. that's like kind of a grouping itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, your number six? Uh, Easton Stick. The North Dakota State QB, okay. and he's kind of in a spot of his own on my board. He's one forty-five. Um, okay. Pro comp is Tyrod Taylor. I I think the mobility is such a plus with him. He he's a very good running quarterback. He's a yes. smart. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good decision maker. Um, I just don't trust his arm. I think his accuracy is inconsistent. Like there's not a whole lot of velocity on his arm. He's also got awkward mechanics. Um. But he does throw. Yeah, he can throw the, with good, nice yeah, touch go at times. Sometimes when he does mm-hmm. push it downfield, the deep accuracy is surprising, like surprisingly positive. Um, he can make some really impressive throws. But it's like I just don't think he can be anything more than the. Like I, I think Kyle Lillette is better than Easton Stick. I have him like dead even pretty much, but yeah, uh, Lillette is a lot cleaner as a passer. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely, I, I think, and like 
Like, mm-hmm. Stick needs to go to a team, not touch the field for multiple years, and I think he can turn into a decent, like, a high-end backup quarterback in the NFL or in a very mm-hmm. bottom of the – like, basically a Tyrod Taylor career. Like, Tyrod didn't play in Baltimore at all, I, really, and yeah. then found a, a – in a very safe passing system – some success as a starter, and now, like, I consider Tyrod one of the best backups in the league. I don't mind that uh, comp at all. I think he has a higher ceiling. I, I I don't know why. There's something about Easton Stick that I really love. Obviously, you have the ability to move. I like his arm better than you do. Um, I like his decision. Sorry, I like his mechanics better than you do. I like his velocity better than you do. But definitely, uh, and I, apparently one of the things that are flaring up big time in uh, in Tampa Bay this week is his balls coming out really, really wobbly, and you do see that on tape. Like sometimes it just comes out bad, and like I think he cleaned that up from last year to this year a bit. But if it's flaring back up, that's scary. You're right; he forces throws. Just I, I like his upside. I, I maybe I'm overrating his arm. If no one else agrees with me. I still like Easton Stick a lot, and you'll see in a sec how much I like him. I think I like him more than a lot of the general media, at least. Like, a lot of people don't yeah, think he's, like, mm-hmm. a draftable quarterback. Yeah, so that's why that's why he was my value pick, because if he doesn't get drafted, and where I have him is a big jump. That's fair. Uh, who's... I, I, yeah, go I was ahead. say, who's number five for you? I, Britt Rippin. Uh, I like Britt Rippin a lot. I came around on him big time, because I didn't really enjoy him in the summer. He also made a, a, a big strides this year. Took big strides. I this think year. so too. It's like it's everything that like you saw flashes of became more consistent this year. Um, you know, like 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 we mentioned earlier, he's good in the pocket. He can make throws under pressure. He'll stand there. Uh, the footworks and the mechanics are sound. Uh, I think he goes through reads well. Uh, gets the ball out on time. Hits receivers like keeps his eyes up. Delivers under pressure. Like I said. Uh, and and just sometimes he'll make an absolute gorgeous deep field throw, like just an absolute dime. Um, two negatives. I think he needs to get better at throwing the ball away. It's not a he, huge that, thing. Which game was it? One game, he, he mm-hmm. likes it sometimes takes unnecessary sacks. Yeah, uh, another thing. I think, he, oh, it's, I think it happened three times, actually. He occasionally won't feel a blitz at all. I think it's the Oklahoma State game. Was yeah, the, that, yeah, yeah, yep, and uh, especially DB blitzes, he kind of just doesn't sense them, but he's usually pretty good at that. I think, uh, yeah, I think he could be a starter like down the road. Yeah, I, I agree. Like or, I, or, well, I'll, I'll talk mm-hmm. about him a bit more in a bit. Um, for five for me is Drew Locke, the Missouri QB. Um, yep, hundred ninth on my board, so I have him. Higher on this list than you, but probably in a similar range, board wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pro comps Derek Carr like he's this, he's got this arm that's gonna blow people away, but it's just like the mental game is just not there for him. I think it's gonna be a lot of checkdowns mm-hmm. and eventually, like every so often, like a big play, and it's gonna have people interested. Uh, and that's like kind of best case scenario. Uh, worst case is a yeah. lot of turnovers. Because he just can't get through progressions at a, at a correct pace. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like he's he's I really not don't an want accurate to see him get overdrafted. No, not really. Uh, 
And I don't want to see him get overdrafted. Me neither. Oh, I, but he will. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Easton Sick hits five of five Parcells rules. So. Yeah, because he's sick. And Greer hits three, and Locke hits three. Yeah, so you look kind of silly. I now. do. Uh, uh, quickly on Rippin, uh, third third round, fourth round, like so, like above. You know, when I say that, Greer's probably more of a fourth. Locke's more of a fourth. Rippin's more of a three for me. I think Rippin can go in the second round. I think he could go in the second round. I don't have I th- like I don't have like a second round grade on him, but yep, just because quarterback I think like. All these dudes, basically, I think they can be pushed up around easily. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's four for you? This is where Easton Stick comes in. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've. we've Easton, talk, I know Easton Stick is yeah, your ahead. Brett Rippin. Like Brett. I like Brett. No, Rippin, no, 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 like no, 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 no. But I like Easton Stick a lot. Like I'm saying, your thoughts on Easton Stick, like not player wise, but like range wise, are my yes. thoughts on Brett Rippin and vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah, I talked about we. T- yeah, we did stick a lot. I, I have him as a third round grade. I I I don't know, man. I you, he's th- easy for me to love. I tried to poke holes. I think I'm seeing a little more holes now, but uh, I still like him. Let a lot. me just say this: Wouldn't life be better yeah. if Brett Rippin and Easton Stick were at the Senior Bowl instead of Clayton Thorson and Trace McSorley? Yes. I don't need to see any more of either of them. Yeah, it's especially Trace. Because the the and like, it, yeah, that week would have been so massive for both of them. They were like yes. the perfect guys to be there. Yeah, pretty much. And it sucks like that stick is struggling there, and I can't see with my own eyes. You know what I mean? And guess guess who are the only two guys in this on our top tens here who hit five of five of the Parcells rules? Decent stick and Brett Rippin. Four-year starter for Rippin, yeah. Uh, NFL bloodlines, too. What's not to love? And Easton Stick, like, basically didn't lose a football game. And so. Easton Stick is a hockey stick. Huh? Easton Stick's a hockey stick. St- stick makes me sticky, you're right. Uh, Brett Rippin's my four. Um, okay. Reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins. Like, I think he can... I don't uh, I don't hate that, yeah. Like, I don't think he starts right away, but he, he will. And I think mm-hmm. he's got... Not unbelievable traits or anything, but he does everything quite well. And the yep. like the seam throws he makes and some of the deep accuracy and his mechanics and his footwork. Um, and I think that's what gets you really excited about him. Yeah, and like uh, he'll go to a team, he'll sit for two years, down the road he can be a starter in the NFL. And like in that 12 to 20 starting QB range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, sixty sixth on my board, so I'm higher on him than like, I think like the draft network guys all have him in like the nineties, yeah, and they're pretty high on him. So I'm higher on him yeah, than them. Yeah, I'm pretty high on him. Um, who's three for you? I feel like we have the same uh, top three then. Top three, Daniel Jones. Yeah. So you didn't love Daniel Jones as much as I did before the season. I didn't. I I'm still, I still have issues with. I, him. I don't know what it is, but I am. Something scares me off. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. I, like okay. I, I I I will not. Like he's not gonna have a first round grade from me. No, he doesn't have a first round grade from me either. And like I really didn't see much from him when I when we did him in the summer. I like I had a draftable grade, but like nothing big at all. Uh, I don't love the offense. Like it's a lot of short passes. I want to see him kind of uncork more and like there's no help the receivers drop like eight catch eight balls a game 
Yeah, it's but, like, so annoying. That's why, like, I know. his numbers will be not great in a game, but, like, a lot of it just drops. Yes, but like the cerebral stuff is yeah, know, he's what, very good. Really snap. gets you. He's very good, and like the mechanics, I like the footwork is clean. Yeah, it, it's um, what you expect with David Cutcliffe, coach quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, it's just there's there's not a ton of upside with him. Like, I I, like, I like him. Um, I think he could be like I, I'm not I'm not gonna have a first round grade on him, but I think he could be in the first round. I think he'd be starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, my pro comp is Alex Smith. So, he in the right system, See, he can be a successful starting quarterback. He's not going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's not going to be a top 10 quarterback, but he can be in that 12 to 18 range. I Yeah, I kind of like that comp. And the mobility also me, is nice with him. Yes, yeah, for sure. For me, because he's, he's actually a really good runner, and he's big, and he's tough, and he stands in pockets. I, I like... There's a lot to like he with Daniel play, Jones. Like, he um, played through a broken collarbone for like half this season, too. yeah. Like he he gets to his second and third reads like there's a there's a lot to like about Daniel Jones it just it, there's something that doesn't he doesn't put it like he puts it together but it's not like a wow way you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah yeah no definitely that's why the Alex Smith one feels like it's he gets the job done yeah it's it's clean but it's not impressive is that the right way to say this I don't know yeah it's I know it's interesting for me. Uh, before I say his ceiling isn't too high, I really want to see him in Mobile. Yeah, no, that's going to be, especially seeing him next to a guy like Drew Locke, who people are going to love. Yeah, the NFL is going to love at least. It's going to be nice to like comparison, and then also seeing him with guys who you're lower on, like seeing him around Will Greer, around a, a Tyree Jackson, mm-hmm. around like or even because uh, no. yeah, a lot of my hangups with him um, seem to be the talent and the offense potentially. It's either him or it's that. So seeing him in that environment where he does have to throw deep in practice and all of that, I, I want to see that. Um, he, I have a late second, early third range, so pretty pretty tight little range for him. Yeah, I like I, I have him thirty eighth on my board. Early early second, yeah. I like it, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into the twenties, but um, he's interesting. I, I'm, it's gonna be interesting to watch him in Mobile. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I was so low on him before, but hey. Okay, now it gets real. Deciding who is your one and your two. So there's only two guys who are really in this conversation at all. Yeah, Manny Wilkins. If, if you have anybody else in your top two QB conversation, that's kind of weird. Are you talking to me or the No, no, no. no. Well, well, I mean, I, I know you do because neither of these guys were anywhere else on your list. I just meant <laughs> the, like the general pop, I guess. But also, I don't work in the NFL, so I don't have to get hung up on size. Um, who's number two for you? Kyler Murray. Okay, me too. They grade out the same for me, though, and they're in the exact same. I have them, like, 20 to 32 range, I think, is nice. Uh, like I said, Kyler Murray's got the higher upside. Dwayne Hassan says the higher floor. Uh, Speaking my language. I, I think they're close. Yeah, I think they're close, we complete, man. And I like, think we, we can completely talk about, agree on them. I love Kyler Murray. Me too. Like I had, he's just so much fun to watch, and like, he's a fucking good football player, man. Like, were you surprised um, with how talented his arm is? Because I was a little bit with some of the throws he makes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I yeah, I was I, I was also like, surprised with um, how pro ready I felt Dwayne Haskins is. Yeah, for for uh, like a red yeah. sophomore, I thought I'd be like a little bit hung up on. Ah, uh, he's very raw. He's, but I was—it was almost the opposite. 
Like, yeah, no, I I, I agree with you, man. And, um, and, do you want to do Kyler first? Sorry, I was just gonna say you you said twenty to thirty two range, right? Like yeah. on on your big board. Yeah, yeah. Like That's I like my I, I have range, Haskins twenty yeah. first on mine and Kyler twenty fifth. Like they're very close. Okay. They're very like I said they they grade out the same for me and they're in the same range and I have Haskins over him and but, it's almost like just uh, Kyler's size kind of stops you from putting him over Haskins. Uh, kind of because like. I, when I do my grading, sizing is a part of it. So yeah, if he wasn't a terrible grade for, for size, he'd be higher, right? So and like Haskins is again, I think more pro ready. He is his ability to get through progressions quick is nice. Yeah, we can do Kyler, Kyler first. I honestly going into watching Kyler Murray, I was uh, I kind of wanted to be more negative because I, I knew I'd love him. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you want to like like he's just the type of player personal love of him. Yeah, um, so on my notes, I have a lot of uh, just negative stuff because I, kn- I know what he, he can do a lot. Let's uh, let's start with like I don't know. Let's start with the positive stuff though. But like he, you said, the arms are is, so ahead, yeah. Man. The arm talent, there's no question with his arm talent. I was no. very impressed with his like his footwork and mechanics too, though. He's mm-hmm. um, just like he he's much more polished as a passer than I was expecting. Uh yeah, yeah, I think so too. Like I I I don't really have an issue with this. He he also for a guy who runs a lot, I guess you could say, he does not take very many hits. He's very smart. No, runner. I yes, I had that. Like comparison to to Lamar Jackson last year, um, Lamar kind of seeked out uh contact, and I kind of love that about Lamar. And like he ran over a couple dudes. Uh, Kyler Murray avoids hits. Yeah, he's and he very does it good. Very well, he, he he's. Again, baseball slides like he can do that. Um, Ooh. And like he, he, that's what they remember. They always yeah, say yeah, about yeah. Russell Wilson. Um, like I, I yeah, legitimately I have a and, pro comparison of Russell Wilson for him. I in my little pro comp section, I wrote down that he has a lot of the qualities, tendencies, and it's manners almost, of Russell There's Wilson. almost nobody else you could put if you're high on Kyler Murray. I I put them like I put them like a mix of Russell and Lamar. To be honest, I. Th- I think so. I think, I think he's, the he's, biggest knock with Kyler is his throw, uh, throwing with anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not um, a lot of that, and that's worrisome. Um, like, yeah, like his. If you want to do negative stuff, like, like obviously, forces. Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, a positive thing is he doesn't abandon clean pockets. He doesn't, which you find with a lot. Yeah, what you find with a lot of the quote-unquote scrambling quarterbacks, like they tend to do that. He doesn't. Um, but he does, like, when when the pocket is collapsing, he gets a little spooked. Uh, but he can still make throws when the pocket's collapsing. One, right? one like, thing about that is, he, I, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier playing with a five NFL offensive lineman, basically. Um, he's not under pressure a ton, so you're not totally no. positive how no. he will deal with being under pressure. That's why the Bama game is good. Yeah, they, I'm, they, they it is that that is an important game to watch for him. Yes, um, you know what I like too when he's in the pocket. Like he's his feet are very active. He shifts all the mm-hmm. time. He keeps, he keeps the shoulders square. He, he is again. Yeah. like I I think Dwayne Haskins is more pro ready and has a higher floor. But I was surprised how nfl ready i came away thinking kyler murray is but again system yeah. is going to be so important to take advantage of all of his skills 
Yes. Um, also, like another thing along the same lines, I think he's a really smart passer, and I think he's a really smart football player in general. Yeah, he is. Um, like, yeah, he kind of he chucks it on occasion, especially when he's kind of getting a uh, like um, pressured. He's a bit of a bail in like the chuck and duck, but he he keeps accurate doing it, which is kind of like Russell Wilson too. Um, obviously, the off-platform throws um, contorts himself. He stays accurate doing it. Like, there's just so, so much, so much fun stuff, man. Yeah, he's. I'm ha- I'm so, so happy he's in because it makes this process a whole lot more fun with these quarterbacks. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. So I mentioned he's 21st on my board. My pro comp for him is Jared Goff. Um, a lot of that has to do with. Oh, which I I, I kind of talked about it earlier. He has. nothing overly elite i do think i do think Mm -hmm. his arm talent is um not elite but it's impressive um and in the right system a coach can elevate him to being kind of what jared goff is which is at times you get spurts of top five quarterback play but he's more of like an eight to twelve uh but he kind of everything seems to be there with haskins the biggest thing is he's not very mobile and like mm-hmm. Jared Goff, if you get a, enough pressure on him, he kind of collapses at times in the pocket. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't think he's great at finding his passing lane sometimes and maneuvering. Damn, the that's the biggest thing you'll notice. If, you, if like, let's say you watched Kyler Murray and then you watched Dwayne Haskins, I feel like that'd be the first thing you notice with Haskins. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like if if he's under pressure, he kind of he doesn't turtle, but he just he's not yeah. great at finding space to work with and yeah often when he goes either i think when there is pressure he either throws off his back foot or some sort of weird platform um and he's kind of good at it but then there's other times where he if he steps up on into the pocket his footwork kind of Bam. seems a little I, was, lost. I was gonna say that like, you, you know like his footwork at times seems like you you're not gonna be worried about it but then at other times this is something that happens with jared goss yes. too is uh it kind of gets sporadic I, how I put it is his lower body will be in a hurry yes. sometimes, and it leads to inaccurate throws. Yes. Man, um, and I, and this conversation makes me feel mm-hmm. even more better about my Jared Goff pro comp. <laughs> um, He's, yeah, I, I know your original comp was Stafford, and I don't hate that. He just doesn't have the uh, the arm talent. That yeah, and, and I think part of that was, I told you, that's kind of why I went away from that. Um I still like it though, but yeah. Well, it's a sim- they have a similar build. That and yeah, and you know what he does sometimes? He throws in the three quarters. Arm yeah, slot he does, too, which is kind of Staffordy, and does it pretty well. But I think like overall, his game is much more like Jared Goff, and I think his career will be much more like Jared Goff from the perspective of in the right system, he can be elevated to yeah something. Mm-hmm. But I do hope now that uh, DeFilippo is with the Jaguars, I hope that kind of comes together. Haskins with DeFilippo. Yeah, that could work. Uh, be it'd be fun. Uh, anything else on these quarterbacks? I mean, I could do more on Haskins, but uh, yeah, I don't know. F- f- I'm just, sorry, I'm just reading my stuff. If there's anything I really want to break bring up that we didn't hit, fun, fun, so. funner class than I think we thought it might have been with once Justin Herbert decided to return to school. Yeah, and Kyler Murray really. Helps. Yeah, he does, and and I the more the more I ended up watching on Haskins, the more I liked him, which was nice. Um, yeah, and I, I, we got like some interesting mid tier guys, a guy who's going to get way overdrafted in Drew Locke, some big names in like Will Greer and whatnot. But it's, a, it's an there's interesting a, class, and the an, Senior Bowl is going to be yeah. a lot of 
fun watching Daniel Jones and Drew Locke, but I just wish Brett Rippon and Easton Sick were there. Quickly, uh, the other big name guys that weren't in our top ten, where does where does Stidham line for you? Um, so Tom who's ten, Stidham's eleven. Stidham is also my eleven. Finley's we're, Finley's we're, twelve. Where's your draftable? Like, uh, where would you draft Stidham if he is draftable? Stidham seventh round, maybe. I'm in like the six. Yeah, I don't I don't like Stidham very much. Like, I'd be more comfortable that I'm going drafted and sign him like Kyle Allen. <laughs> I think Stidham will probably be in the fifth. I uh, the NFL might just take him in the fourth. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's just the mental game, the decision making. Like, obviously the physical tools are there, but he's just I I don't know. It's not for me. Uh, Thorson, he's thirteenth for yeah, me. Yeah, Thorson's thir- thirteenth for me. Shermer's fourteenth. Um, yeah, I don't mind Shermer. Manny Wilkins is fifteenth. And then I, I've you know I, I got Cornelius in there. I don't hate him. Yeah, Cornelius sixteenth. Uh, like Christensen seventeenth, so, I think. Yeah, so we're kind of all the same. I think those guys could be very, 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 very late picks, and uh, we'll be in camps. At UD yeah, I think. I could see like Shermer, Shermer, Manny Wilkins, um, mm-hmm. like doing some stuff in preseason, maybe CFL type dudes, but I like them both. Yeah, Th- Thorson, Christian, Cornelius. They're Wilkins like in that same group. tier, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think like like I said, I I wrote it all late seven UDFA just because I think you know just to separate them from the rest of the UDFA. Yeah, guys. you want you want any, uh you want a super sleeper, Jonathan Banks yeah, from sure. Tulane. Uh, oh, I yo, love I, I loved him in the like, summer. He just, definitely he just don't have a draftable grade, but I very much enjoy him. And I also kind of like uh, Brad Mays from Lehigh. I didn't like you. Do you know who I did Marcus like? Marcus McMarion. No, I AJ didn't like Marcus AJ I used to. No, shut up. John Lovett. I was about to say him. that. I was on his name. I have a He's Jeff so Driscoll cough on John Lovett. I who I love, he uh, John Lovett is so weird. He's so much fun. Yeah, he is. He's built big. He's really fun. Like if, if you just wanna, if you, you've done a lot of tape and you just wanna watch someone for fun and you haven't got to him, go watch John. Also, Lovett. plus he's John. Also, yeah. uh, there's this UC Davis QB who he's going back for his senior year, but that's just like a weird sleeper, deep, deep, deep 2020 sleeper that I like. <laughs> Oh, long episode. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. You can follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarchese13. You can follow me at RobPaul54, or RobPaulNFL, Freudian Sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, follow Armchair at AC All Americans at ArmchairNFL. Um, go to ArmchairAllAmericans.com, read my East West Shrine Game bowl guide, and read my senior bowl guide when it comes to next week. And uh, we'll. Count on running backs next, probably. So. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're doing a bonus. Oh, app. we're doing a bonus up. We're doing a whole Senior Bowl episode. Yeah, coming out on Saturday, right? Sure. Probably. Yeah, prob- prob- probably. Saturday, Saturday, this, this Saturday, Saturday. I'll just put it out during the day on Saturday. All right. So, AJ, last words. Um. Enjoy sports and get off the mound. Kyler Murray, you did it, buddy. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.